Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Bob Dr. Mac Levitis, and then a little bit later, we'll hear from Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. We'll talk about Apple Car, the Apple Watch, will it cost a king's ransom to get the gold edition version? All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live with Bob Dr. Mac Levitis sitting there in his white suit, white coat, actually. That white coat, by the way, is a Scotty vest. It's got 16 huge pockets. It's got little channels for wires inside it, so you can run your headphone wire up to your ear without having it like hanging out of your jacket. You can put a battery in one pocket and run the cable through the jacket to another pocket to charge a device. It's the geekiest thing I've ever worn. Scotty vest. You ever get anything from them? They make these great geek clothes. You know, I don't really look into anything that isn't normal when it comes to clothing. This is mostly for travel, but he sent me the lab coat saying, you're Dr. Mac, you should have a lab coat. <laughs> and so I had it, I had my, you know, Dr. Mac embroidered onto it so it looked official. But it's, a, it's such a cool coat. I'm, I'm thinking of ordering the vest for traveling because it would be the best thing. You pull it off, throw it in a tray to go through security. And all your stuff is, you know, not in your pockets. It's in the pockets of the vest. That would be convenient. You know, I get lots of interesting letters with promotions, mostly about tech gear. And then sometimes I get something kind of weird. So just the other day, I got something from a company with a vest that looked like really the vest that a police officer wears to protect themselves from gunshots, a Kevlar vest. Are they thinking here that maybe my listeners are after me? Well, you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. (laughs) Well, I feel better now. Oh, good. I'm glad I could help. uh, The bill is in the mail. You know I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV, though. Well, I think of it this way. If I know somebody named Bill, I'll send him the bill. That's a good idea. It won't work, but try it. And if the bill isn't paid, will your collectors go and try to kill Bill? No. They'll uh, practice hygiene. They'll take you up in an airplane and dangle you by your ankles. That'll be hygiene. (laughs) <laughs> no, it sounds like it'll be by Gene. Could be. Depends whether you pay. Before hey. we continue spending a whole episode swapping bad jokes puns, and bad, bad puns, puns, yes, let's do something serious. Seriously okay. speaking, just to put things in perspective. Okay. Okay. Our listeners know my modest car, such as it is, is a Kia. What kind of car do you drive? I just sold my car. So I'm between cars right this second. I drove an Audi convertible. I had a, a 2006 A4 convertible that I loved, but I sold it. And so I'm, what do you have now? You just share a family vehicle? What? Well, I drive my wife's old Jaguar sometimes, and uh, we have my dad's old car, like an 80s Mercedes that runs. Uh, I'm going to buy a car pretty soon. I think I'm going to buy a Subaru. I like Subarus. They last forever. And they have love. Yes. Well, you like cars that are not really entirely new we're talking about a fairly old audi a4 that jaguar is not the latest series no it's 2005 the jaguar it's a classic (laughs) and the mercedes is an 84 it barely runs but 
you know, it's it's here and we own it. So I'm driving that for now. Okay, if you hang on for five years, there's a rumor that by 2020, there will be yet another car available for people to buy, and it will have the Apple name on it. I need a a bumper sticker that says, my next car will be an Apple. (laughs) All seriousness aside, do you believe such a thing's going to happen? You know, it's... This is one of those ones where I've been in endless discussions with, you know, my my colleagues at Mac Observer and other people I know in the business, and I just don't know what to think. It it seems pretty apparent that Apple is working on something auto-related, just by the all the hires, you know, all the all the uh, new talent from the car and car design industries. They're doing something, but are they building a car? I'm not sure. They may be building a system that they're going to sell to the car car makers. You know, they may be uh, using their breakthrough battery technology and going to license it. I don't know. Maybe they're doing something with CarPlay, the whole, you know, iPhone in the car deal. Well, right now, CarPlay is basically AirPlay for the car. It's just basically playing your iPhone in your car's infotainment system. But think about if it could be more integrated. Think about if it had access to that chip that uh, you plug stuff into, the diagnostic port. If it had access to that information, it it could really, you know, it could track your performance over time. It could tell you if your mileage is improving or getting worse. You'd have all sorts of data that you could then massage later. You know, it could become much more of an integral part. It would, it would be woven into the fabric of cars. And I think that might be a pretty cool thing because you've already got little gadgets you can stick in the port that output stuff to an app. Wouldn't it be better if the whole thing was, you know, controlled by Apple? And, and I don't know, I just have a higher level of trust in something from Apple than from a third party when it comes to diagnosing my uh European cars. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think they're building a car. And I'll tell you why. I think building a car requires just so much uh, investment. You know, you've got lots of parts and they're heavy and the shipping costs are incredible. And where do you sell them from? You're not going to sell these on the internet. You're going to have to have retail locations. Now, Apple has stores, but they're not big enough for cars, blah, blah, blah. It just seems like a long shot that Apple, after being so successful in consumer electronics, is going to go so far afield in such a risky venture. I'd like to see now, I don't know if this is possible because uh, I don't know how much stock Mr. Musk owns, but I'd like to see Apple buy or uh, merge with Tesla. That would be cool because Tesla already knows how to build cars and you know, they've got dealers and a network of uh, service operations and things like that. I don't know if they can. They could afford to. I don't know. You know, if somebody owns more than 51%, you can't really take over their company without their permission. There was a published report that Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, and Johnny Ive were huddled in very intense conversation for half an hour. Now, maybe they're sharing battery technologies. That would make a lot of sense. Maybe in the future, Apple will provide technology for Tesla for their infotainment system. That's also a possibility. Or the other way around. Tesla apparently has some battery technology that's better than anybody else's. Maybe Apple's getting some battery technology. I don't know. It could be anything. Although I think uh, Tesla and Apple are pretty competitive and um, 
you know, is the likelihood of them getting in bed together is kind of like the likelihood of Apple doing something with Google at this point, which I consider, you know, kind of a long shot. Apple seems to be distancing themselves from Google. But, you know, the thing I look at when we consider the automotive business, I look at just overhauling not just the car and the infotainment system and some of the infotainment systems on cars, the most expensive ones especially, are horrendous. Okay? But think of the auto purchasing experience. Now, a lot of people nowadays buy cars online. You see something online at your dealer. In fact, I did this once, I think, about six or seven years ago. I saw a nice car online. The dealer was in the neighborhood. I wrote him an email. We exchanged a couple of phone calls. He gave me an internet price for that car. We made the whole transaction by email, by phone. He brought the car to our house. We signed the contracts and we had a car. So that is really a big part of it. Because I'll tell you in our next segment something that is so typical of buying a new car. It needs an Apple solution or somebody's solution because it's a horrendous process and some people love it. But people like me just want to get on with our business. I can't take it. We can take our friend here, Bob Dr. Maclevitis, for more segments. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com quantitative easing unemployment at depression levels Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237.
Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Bob, Dr. Maclevitis here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. And we're talking about the possibility of an Apple car. And before we talk about that possibility, I'd like to talk to you about the possibility of Tech Night Out Plus. If you go to plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com, you'll learn all about the special package where we offer the ad-free version of the show, higher quality audio, more stuff coming around for a modest monthly subscription fee. So check it out, plus.technightout.com. Okay, Bob Levitas, this is something I'm sure you're very well acquainted with, the average experience of buying a new car or even a used car. So my sister-in-law lost her husband a few months ago, and she wanted to cut down expenses. And they have this overpriced car that she wanted to get rid of. So she calls the dealer. And remember, this dealer is somebody she's known for 15 years because her husband used to work for that dealer. Uh-huh. So calls them up and says, can I trade down to something? And they said, yes, you know, here's the parameters. And she goes down there and she specifies what she wants. And I talked to the dealer myself. I talked to the sales manager and we, we found a car for her. So we get down there at like 1130 in the morning and he brings the car out. By 1145, she looks at the car and says, that's perfect. Good condition, used car, perfect for her. So 
She specifies in the next few minutes kind of what she wants to see in the contract because they're basically taking a trade in. They're giving her a discount on the new car because of the down payment, et cetera, et cetera. And she wanted a couple of dollars cash back. Okay. So they then say, okay, we'll figure everything for you. And they take a very brief credit report, which is normal, except that she had already been pre-approved by that bank. But they take some basic information anyway. An hour later, they come back with the offer. And it's satisfactory. And we asked a couple of questions. And I asked, can we get out of here? Can we just sign the papers? No problem. 45 minutes later, the finance guy comes over and says, come on, let's sign the papers. So we've been there now for what? Two hours? Just to make a transaction that took 15 minutes to decide. Two hours. I agree. I bought my daughter a car, went through the same thing. It took all day. Right. And in that case there, I bet it also included, you know, selecting the car, the right car, having it prepped and everything. But this car was ready to go. Okay. So the finance guy comes over and we meet him in his office and we go over a couple of provisions of the contract. And then he's got like eight different agreements. You know, you have to make the motor vehicle agreement, the registration agreement, certifying the mileage on the car is what it is, the loan agreement, a few other papers. Each of those contracts goes into a impact printer from the 1980s and it's printed out, each one of them separately. And she has to sign in like, you know, 25 different places. This was crazy. We got out of there about two hours and 15 minutes or two and a half hours after the process started. And remember, the purchase and selection of the car really took 15 minutes. The rest was nonsense. And you said it was an entire day with your daughter. Did you actually have to go test drive things or were you satisfied or prepared to choose a specific car when you walked in the place? No, I went out in the morning. She was working. Uh, I went out in the morning and checked the car and said, we'll be back this afternoon. We'll take it. When we got back, it was about three hours to, you know, be grinded through all the all the financing stuff. And do you want the optional insurance and uh, undercoating and aftermarket insurance? And oh, man, you know, it's like if you don't have good intestinal fortitude, they'll make you buy stuff you don't want or need. And you just want to leave. You just want to finish. And that's but, where they wear you down, because then you're, you're at the end of the process. Right. Where you're the more, signing the, the papers and they're invested. offering you all this extra stuff they never talked about. Right. And some of it might make sense. There's a thing called gap insurance. And that makes sense because what it means is, assuming the price isn't high, is that, say, early in the process of owning that car, especially a new car where depreciation's a lot the first few months, the car is totaled. They'll and, offer you less than it'll cost to replace it. And the gap insurance covers the gap. But that wasn't what they were offering me. They were trying to sell me an extended warranty, undercoating, a treatment for the, you know, like stain resist for the seats. It's called dealer packs. And the dealers make like incredible amounts of profit on this stuff. So, I for know. example, the last time I got a car that was new or reasonably new, it had, you know, the door edge guards and it had the trunk mat and things like that. And they wanted to charge all sorts of fees. And I said, stop the nonsense. What's it cost you? And he gives me a price. I said, well, it costs us like $199. I said, so if I offered you $299, you take it because you're making $100 profit. He said, yes, good. Let's save a lot of time. We got a deal. And that's how I did. So I had no more packs. 
at the beginning of the negotiation process with a finance guy, I said no more PACs. Okay, we all I know told about this. Them no add-ons. I said I don't want anything but the car. Don't even try. And they try anyway because that's how you sell. I say, okay, well, you know, I've gone through this. I'll just get up and leave. And suddenly they say, well, you know, just sign this agreement that you're not taking these things and we'll go on. So we shortcut that. But I understand what you're saying. I'm about to have to go do it again, and I'm not looking forward to it. Now, Apple could really overhaul the car industry just getting rid of that nonsense. That's 19th century. Yeah. The printers from the 1980s. Build your car the way you build um, build to order Mac, you know, get online, pick the accessories. You know, Mini Cooper sells cars that way. They have a configurator. You can go in and it shows you all the different options and you can, you know, estimate the price of the exact car you want. And if you want, you can order it right on the website. They'll deliver it in three months or something. It's pretty smart. I didn't do that. I wanted my Mini Cooper now, so I bought one out of inventory. But you can, you know, build your whole car and order it all from the website. It's a nice website, too. It builds a virtual car, and it puts the accessories where they're supposed to be, and you can change the colors and look at it. They've done a nice job of uh, putting together the sell-on-the-internet model. I'm not sure I've seen any other car makers that you know actually let you build your car and place the order right from the internet, but I haven't looked at every car maker's website either. I know there are ways to do that, but the dealer's... I realize are making profit from everything they do in the transaction, from the initial sale to the stuff they add in the finance room, whereas they often make more money from the ways they finance your car than anything else, because they're also getting a kickback from the bank. Remember that they're getting a kickback from the bank. If you don't walk in with your own financing. Yeah. Even then, if they deal with the same financing company, they'll still find a way. They always find a way. That's fine. As long as it doesn't cost me extra. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, if Apple can overhaul that, I think it would be a huge boon to the car industry because I think that hurts the process. I think you can order a Tesla online also because they can't have dealers in Texas. They're not allowed to open dealerships. There's a law in Texas that the manufacturer can't own the dealerships. They have to be owned by independent people, and that's not how Tesla works. They open their own studios. So in Austin, they've opened a place where you can walk in and sit in a Tesla and talk to a salesperson, but they can't sell you a car. They can't take your order. They tell you to go home and order it on the internet. I know this is nonsense because there's a lot of lobbying associations from the car dealers who don't want to have that. We have someone who doesn't lobby. I don't think. His name is Bob, Dr. Maclevitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Life. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. Neighbor let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. And take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hug a Mac 
for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hugamac, bitdefender.com backslash hugamac. The Freeze-Dry Guy presents Freeze-Dried Turkey, Freeze-Dried Ham, and the No-Bake Casserole Unit February Sale. Listen, if you trust the Freeze-Dry Guy, as thousands have for their emergency food supply since 1970, don't wait to hear how great this deal is, because it's unlimited supply. Call 866-404-3663 and ask for our new Turkey and Ham Unit. Normal retail price, $359.94. Sale price, $251.94. You save $108. And it's chock full of high-quality, great-tasting, freeze-dried diced turkey and ham from Mountain House. The gold standard and long-term storage products or get the freeze-dry guys no bit casserole unit 153 servings per case at normal retail price of 215.94 sale price 172.75 you save 43.19 but supplies are limited and we always pay shipping right to your door within the lower 48 states call 866-404-3663 and make freezedryguy.com a favorite and check for monthly specials don't miss the freeze-dry guys february sale call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com you're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, now just imagine. There are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do when it comes to radio advertising. We are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Bob Dr. Maclevitis here, and he's telling us that he's not a lobbyist, but... I do sleep in lobbies occasionally. I've been known to sleep in the lobby of an airport in an emergency... And a couple times in a hotel lobby. All right. Go I on. can sleep anywhere. Um, yeah, let's move on. Did you know that my TV show is on the air now? The first episode uh, 
launched on the 15th of February, and the second episode will be available March 1st. That's Monday. It's very exciting. Tell us about the show. How do we get to see it? Uh, the easy way is to go to boblevitas.tv. All the episodes are there. They're also on YouTube. And uh, with any luck at all, within a week or two, they'll be in the iTunes store as video podcasts. If I can figure out the RSS thing that's not working. It's a show about stuff that would appeal to people that listen to this radio show or read my column or have bought my books. It's, you know, my usual shtick. We're talking about cool stuff for Apple geeks. So the first episode is a review of my favorite game of all time on the iPad. Real Racing 3. That's opposed to fake racing, real racing. It's real. And why would I choose to lead off my show with a game review? Because it's great TV. It's very visual. You know, it's like I could tell you, I could write about it. But writing about a game is like dancing about architecture. (laughs) Martin Mull said that, by the way. He said it about writing about music. But it's apt, you know. It's very hard to describe uh, an action game using only words. And in the newspaper, I don't get any pictures. I don't even get screenshots. So I have to do it entirely with words. Whereas on TV, I can just say, hey, watch, this is cool. (laughs) And, And you can see it for yourself. And immediately, you know whether that'll appeal to you or not. Let's talk about the mechanics of making the TV show. Do you use Final Cut Pro X or something? I do. I do. I do. Everything's edited in Final Cut Pro 10. And I wasn't among those who didn't like it at first. I liked it immediately. It took me about six months to get used to all the things that had changed. But the big, big complaint real editors had was it didn't support edit decision lists. So they couldn't use it with their bigger, you know, uh, online editing systems to do real, real editing. Now, I, I do everything digital, so I don't need to output uh, edit decision list or go somewhere and finish. So it didn't matter to me. And it's just got, it's got so many great features for making it fast to do professional video editing. And it's just very easy. Once you get used to the metaphor they've, they've adopted, which it's a timeline, but it doesn't have tracks like you're used to. It just, it's kind of a free form timeline where you can put anything anywhere you want. Once you get used to it, it's really a smart way to do it. It makes more sense than fixed tracks with stuff in them. And, uh, you know, every, every episode, I think, I get a little more efficient at the editing part. And I'm also getting a little better at, at being the cameraman and camera operator and, you know, getting, the, getting it down the first time or the second time. It's fun. I grew up doing this. You know, I, I, when I got out of school, I worked in an ad agency for probably seven or eight years doing TV commercials, and I fell in love with the process. I love making video. I just think it's the... I love photography, too. I just think capturing moments visually and, and being able to save them forever is, is a cool thing. And making video, for me, is totally fun. It's not like work. It doesn't feel like work. It's more like, oh, this will be really fun. How can I present this so it'll look good and get the point across in the fewest uh, possible seconds? So it's a challenge, but it's it's a fun challenge. And uh, while I'm working, you know, like every day on it and not making any money, I'm still pretty happy doing it. Ultimately, I want to be on cable TV. I want a half-hour weekly cable TV show to do stuff like I'm doing on my current TV show. 
And I think in a few months, once I've got some episodes in the can and, uh, you know, had a chance to get some viewership numbers, um, I think I'm going to get an opportunity to pitch this to uh, more than one cable channel. By the end of the year or by early next year, I will, I will be pitching my TV show to the big boys. And I think it could fly. I mean, it, it, it's not that expensive to produce properly. I think it's a lot less expensive than things like House Hunters or Pawn Stars or Storage Wars. I mean, there's a million reality shows on TV that cost $200,000, $300,000 an episode to produce. And I think we could do a great show for a lot less than that, which means we'll make more money, I hope. But I hope everyone out there in Radioland will go to boblevitas.tv and give the episodes a try. Sign up for the newsletter and you'll get a little uh, note right before each uh, new episode is posted telling you what's coming up and where to find it and some tips and stuff if I have time. I sold my consulting business. What does that mean? That means uh, Pat, my former senior agent in charge, is now senior president of Dr. Mac Consulting. I don't work there anymore. <laughs> okay, so... But I licensed her the name for a penny in perpetuity. I told her she could use the name Dr. Mac Consulting with my permission. You know, it's an approved use. <laughs> and Because I don't want to consult anymore. I'm too old. I, I just, I'm too cranky. Clients hate me. I don't have the patience I used to. She, Pat is so patient. She's the perfect consultant. She never gets mad at you. Me, I want to kill them. I always find myself ready to jump through the phone and tear their heads off. So I've, I've distanced myself from consulting. And in fact, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, Pat's I, I, she, the, the domain is hers, the website's hers, the phones are hers. I'm not involved anymore. You won't get me on the phone if you call our number. So what basically do you think you have, Basically, you have a machine there where what it does is it pretends it's you. It imitates your voice. That's seriously good luck with everything and certainly good luck Thanks. with your TV show. Let me ask you about Final Cut Pro 10, though. Sure. The concern here, I guess, a lot of people have is that it was thought to be a prosumer version of iMovie. And well, I think that was one of the problems that maybe the professional video editing community, the movie makers, weren't taking it seriously because Apple made it too warm and fuzzy. Well, I think they fixed that. And in fact, just this morning, I can't remember where I saw it, but I saw a press release from a major motion picture that's coming out this week, I think, that was entirely post-produced in Final Cut Pro 10. And the filmmaker said, it saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars. We came in under budget and on time. We were able to do things we couldn't have done with any other workflow. And really, it was awesome. We think we got a better movie out of Final Cut Pro than we'd have gotten any other way. And, and I think, you know, knowing, knowing the app the way I do, I can see that. I mean, it's absolutely capable of doing anything you need to do 
to finish a, a movie that's going to be, you know, conformed to 35 millimeter film or broadcast or, or uh, moved around it as an HD digital file. It, there's just nothing it won't do. And I'm running it on a MacBook Pro. And it runs great, although I'm thinking I need a Mac Pro if I'm going to do this full time. I mean, it's just some of the stuff would be 10 times faster. But it's certainly acceptable. I edited a whole three-minute sequence on an airplane flight. I got myself one of these uh, four-terabyte My Passport Pro raids. So I got a little Thunderbolt raid that I can take with me. It's bus-powered. It's small enough that I can use it on an airplane with my MacBook Pro. And it's fast enough to do video editing. So is the internal disk, by the way, which is an SSD. But the files are huge. We have more huge segments with Bob, Dr. Maclevitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Are you hungry for delicious, nutritious, rich, and satisfying home-cooked meals? Discover the Vita Clay 4-in-1 Smart Organic Cooker. Unglazed Zisha Clay, an ancient secret that makes this fast multi-cooker so special. Infusing your food with incredible flavors, perfect texture, vitamins, and minerals for your good health. It's a slow cooker, rice cooker, a steamer, plus a yogurt maker. Go to VitaClayChef.com and enter promo code RADIO20 for 20% off at checkout. That's VitaClayChef.com. This is Tim Austin, Senior Vice President of Kmart. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. As a business leader, I know that babies born very sick or too soon cost businesses billions of dollars each year. That's why Kmart is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. We have Bob, Dr. McLevitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl live, and we were talking about the possibilities for an Apple car, and Bob seems to think it's more about maybe replacing the infotainment or the dashboard about technology rather than building an entire car. And we both know how miserable the car buying experience is. So that requires an Apple solution about his new TV show. And let's go on here. And the question I ask of you, Bob Levitas, would you spend $20,000 for an Apple watch edition with a fancy watch band? Well, here's what I don't know yet. Now, the thing about other $20,000 watches is 100 years from now, if they're cared for properly, they will still function and do what they were made to do. That's a problem. For me, if I were going to, and I'm not, but if I were going to buy a $20,000 Apple Watch, I'd want to know that there was some sort of uh, planned non-obsolescence. In other words, the guts would have to be removable and upgradable. If I'm going to buy a $20,000 thing, I don't want it to be outdated next year, which it will be. So I don't know how they're going to handle that, and I'm sure that they've thought of that. I don't know, you know whether they're going to offer you a trade-in and melt the gold down or what, but I, there's got to be something, or I think a lot of people who buy high-end watches will consider it a non-starter. You know, if it's only going to be good for a year or two, and it's twenty grand, that's a that's a problem, I think. But I'm sure Apple has something up their sleeve. You know, I'm sure that there's something. I, I don't know if it's a program or if the whole inside of the watch is removable and you can just get new guts next year or what. I would assume it has to be removable to some degree if you have to repair it. If you have to replace the battery, it's very inefficient to have to swap out an entire watch just because something inside went bad. 
Well, I suspect the whole mechanism, the works will be uh, a module, but will it be replaceable to the extent that next year's model will work with it? I think so. But, you know, we have to wait for Apple to tell us because obviously nobody knows except Chris Breen. Maybe. I know most of us don't understand what that is. Chris Breen is a longtime editor, writer for Macworld magazine, and he has joined very few others in the industry in joining Apple in some unnamed capacity. So he knows, but he can't tell you anymore. He might know. He didn't start yet. He starts Monday, I think, next Monday. Do you know what role he's going to play there yet? Uh, he's going to play uh, Ward Cleaver, I believe. And I'm going to be the beaver. No, I have no idea. No, no, neither does anybody else. It's a hot topic of speculation. And Chris isn't saying. So nobody knows what he's going there to do. He's just going there to do something. Okay. Well, he's been a guest on the show a number of times, and we wish him the best of luck. And maybe at this particular point in time, Apple offers him a good deal with a good pension. You know, it's something to consider, especially when you realize that your longevity at a place like Macworld Online is not necessarily secure. Well, I don't know if it was that or if it's just, uh, you know, he's... he's, uh He's been doing this like like me. He's been doing this for 25 years. And maybe it's just time for something new. I mean, for me, that's what the TV show's about. Just time to try something new. I, I made that, that decision 12 years ago, by the way, when we first introduced the Tech Night Out Live, before Apple had podcasts. In 2006, we brought the Powercast. Let's get back to the Apple Watch. And you would think then, that it would make sense for Apple to offer some kind of upgrade program where the core module is removable and therefore can be replaced for a modest sum. So if you spend $20,000 for a watch, you want to know that 10 years from now you have something that's current and Apple has to make that sort of provision. It's not the same thing as buying an iPad and keeping it for four years or keeping a Mac for six, eight years. We're talking about spending the price of up to that of a compact car on a watch. And that's fine. We have fine watches that cost $10,000, $20,000 or more. But you want to know you're going to have a watch that is functional and is current years from now. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that the uh, less expensive models necessarily have to be upgradable. You know, a $500 watch, if you think about it like you think about a $900 iPhone, um, they're not, maybe they're not going to be subsidized by the carriers, probably not. But even so, if you look at that, that's something that people wouldn't mind uh, replacing. You know, people replace their phones every year, a lot of people, and people replace their iPads every few years. And I think, you know, at the lower end, uh, you may not get that upgradability, but There'll be an aftermarket. So in a year when iWatch 2 comes out, uh, just like you can sell an iPhone 5S right now for a pretty decent number. I don't know what exactly, but a couple, a few hundred bucks. Um, I think that there'll be a, a market for last year's watch. So on the lower end, I don't think it, it, it has to be upgradable, and I, I don't know that it will be. The middle price points, I don't know. The low one, the sporty rubber, rubbery watch, 
I don't think will be upgradable. I think when you're done with that, you'll either put it in a drawer and keep it as an heirloom, hand it down to a less fortunate sibling or child. In my house, everything gets handed down. It's like when, you know, new iPad, when I get a new iPad, someone downstream gets an old iPad. We never sell anything until it gets to the youngest kid. And then, you know, when he doesn't have anywhere for it to go, it'll, it'll be sold. But, you know, I, I think for the watches that you'll see the same pattern where people do replace them regularly. I think the technology being the same, Apple would offer the option across the board, but it may not be affordable. So if you spend three forty nine for the sport Apple Watch, do we and know they say that, for two forty nine you get it replaced? It's not worth it. Do we know though people. that the guts are the same on all of the watch That's models? That's why. That's why I'm saying it doesn't matter. You might as well make it replaceable, but the cost of yeah, having the low it done end, I think it, wouldn't it be worth it for the cheaper all- Apple Watch. Also, I think those cases might be sealed. Uh, it's hard to say on that, uh, the, the rubbery one, but I'm not sure that that's even openable. You know, like I've seen, uh, what are they called? Uh, like G-Shock watches that are, you know, completely encased in rubber. So I don't know. Well, uh, we're going to find out pretty soon. They're starting advertising. I heard, I saw, uh, a bunch of pictures from some fashion magazine that they advertised in. So the excitement is starting to build. It's, I guess, Vogue had 12 page ad in Vogue. Yeah. Pictures are nice. You know, when I went out there for the uh, launch of the Apple watch, I, uh, I got to try it on for a minute. And when I left, they gave me a uh, a deck of like postcards with pictures that I haven't seen anybody, you know, I haven't seen them anywhere else. I think they might be a very rare collectible. Boy, they're really going heavy on this promotion stuff. But Vogue magazine, we see where they're selling. And there's a published report now that indicates that in 2014, they sold 6.8 million smartwatches, according to a company called Smart Watch Group, which I never heard of before. You have all these surveying companies, and you don't know about their methodology. Assuming that's true, the rumors also state that Apple is going to build 5 million Apple Watches for the launch. So within a month, Apple could sell more than the entire industry sold the previous year. Well, that wouldn't surprise me, um, only because the the expectation and the anticipation and the build-up to it. I mean, nobody does marketing. Nobody does the event marketing like Apple. They've had us talking about Apple Watch for a year. Um, I did a search. I wrote a story last fall. I did a search for Apple for iWatch because that's what everybody thought it was called at the time. And there were 2 billion hits for that which was way more than things like World War II or uh, uh, just really anything you could think of. They had millions of hits. And the iWatch had billions. It didn't exist. There was no such thing. And it's still... So that kind of awareness is you can't even... You can't buy it. And you can't make it happen unless you're Apple. And who's talking about any of the other smartwatches? Not very much. Some tech geeks will publish it in the magazine, but not anywhere else. Apple Watch, 
We have Bob Levitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. By now, you heard about Bitcoins, but did you know that over 65,000 businesses accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Because at BidBit.co, you can receive Bitcoin by selling your personal items or business products. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products quickly, easily, and securely at BidBit.co. That's B-I-D-B-I-T.co. BidBit.co. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Bob Levitas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Later on, Jeff Gamut from the Mac Observer joins us. And Bob Levitas, by the way, also writes for them. So we talked about Apple Watch coming in April, Apple pushing heavily towards the fashion industry. We talked about the Apple car, which may or may not even exist. And Bob kind of thinks it doesn't. I'm very skeptical, too. Let's move on to some other topics here. Rumors of Apple products that may be more realistic, like they've been talking about a 12-inch MacBook Air with Retina display why settle on 12 inches? Is there any reason for that? Why can't they just have an 11-inch version and a 13-inch version? I don't know. I don't know, but it's not market research because I don't think Apple does it. So they have a reason, and uh, whatever it is will become apparent when they release it and we read the press release and they tell us. <laughs> That's the best I can tell. Well, of course, the thing about Retina Display is the prices are coming down. So it doesn't well, cost that much just, for the Retina Premium anymore. 
Yes, but it's not just the glass. Then you have to have video circuitry capable of pushing all the all those extra pixels. So, but that's getting cheaper too. And you know, the onboard, the uh, discrete built-in, whatever they call it, the uh, what are the? I, I don't even know what names they use anymore. But the uh, built-in graphics have gotten better over the years, and the uh, video cards, the external, you know, the. Uh, the beefier video cards that you get in a MacBook Pro uh, have gotten better and cheaper. So the whole thing about making Retina, I, I think Apple is done making non-Retina products. I don't think there's going to be any new products that aren't Retina resolution or higher. And of course, you've got the new iMac, which is Super Retina or 5K. Would that mean then there would be a 4K version? Maybe. Well, what's the 5K? It's a Retina, but it's you know higher resolution even than Retina. <laughs> I don't know. They they haven't really uh, come up with, I think, special terminology for the higher high resolution. Yes, but you have to look at the premium you're paying. Now, if you equip the standard 27-inch iMac with the same guts, the Fusion Drive, the three and a half gigahertz processor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it would be like about $2,000. So you're figuring you're paying $500 for that special display. Now, because it's 27 inches, you get that price down to $100 for, say, a 4K rather than 5K display, then maybe it starts making sense to upgrade the entire line that way. But not now. I don't think so. No answer? No. What have I got to say? I don't have anything to add. <laughs> Okay, what about larger iPad? And the iPad Pro story came from the Wall Street Journal, which was one of the publications that's pushing the Apple car. Not that I necessarily believe the Wall Street Journal anymore. I don't think now it's what Walt it used gone. to be. Yeah, well, used to be Walt Mossberg was at the Wall Street Journal, and you could trust him. But uh, these days, I don't know. I don't pay a lot of attention to the journal. Uh, yeah, I think there is going to be a bigger iPad, and I think it's going to have a different kind of screen. I think it's going to have a higher uh, precision screen, and it may come with a smart stylus. How about that? As opposed to a dumb stylus. What Finger. is a smart stylus? A, a smart stylus is a stylus that uh, uses, I think, Bluetooth to uh, relay information on pressure and things like that that you can't you, you just don't get the uh, accuracy uh, from a screen and and remember the iPad and iPhone screens are built to a resolution the touch screen is built to the resolution of a finger which is a very big object on the screen you can't easily draw one pixel lines um, with your finger and get them exactly where you want them um, and of course there's no pressure sensitivity and I think that this, this from, what I, from what I've read, it seems this is aimed at people who uh, use their iPad for content creation, particularly uh, images as, as opposed to video. But it seems uh, a lot of these things are things that people who make art or edit photographs or work with visual images on an iPad would be they'd go nuts over you know these are all the things that are currently not optimal on an ipad and you know being able to have uh, a higher resolution touch screen and the ability to use pressure sensitive tools and things like that 
I think would be a big deal. And, and I know that you can do that now. You can buy uh, pressure-sensitive uh, styluses, and some apps respond to that. But that's not the same as having it built in. Well, being able to use it as a paintbrush would be interesting to me. I don't paint, well, I but think, I can see the value. I think you'll be able to do that. I think you'll be able to do that. And probably if it's a, if it's a you know, intelligent stylus, you should have a lot of control over that. You, know, you should be able to change the brush thickness and intensity and uh, percentage of you know, paint laydown, things like that, that that you do on your Mac in Photoshop and you don't think about it, but not so easy on a touchscreen device. So what they do here is turn a tablet into a more productive device, and suddenly you reach a larger audience. Because right now, for me, the existing iPad is clumsy, as all get out for the production I do. I can't think of a way of doing it efficiently. And part of it is the fact that you don't have a side-by-side multitasking in iOS yet. And if Apple were to add that to like an iPad Pro, I think also the regular iPad ought to have it as well. That would make it more effective. I mean, you yes. have you have Office for iOS now, and you can't really use Office efficiently if you're working on multiple documents without having that side by side capability. I agree. I, I have a hard time. You know, I've tried a few times going away for the weekend or going on a trip without a laptop and trying to conduct all of my uh, all of my digital business through an iPad or iPhone. And you can do it. It's doable. But it's not pretty. It's not pleasant. And, you know, writing anything long form on an iPad is an exercise in frustration. But in an emergency, it'll work. And if you've got a decent enough Bluetooth keyboard, uh, it's not that horrible. You know, wouldn't be my choice, though. I would not be developing anything on an iPad. However, it's a great device for reviewing and editing. You know, it would be fine for me to take a finished work and do the light editing, you know, give it a final read and change the typo I found and uh, add a new sentence at the end of the third paragraph. Things like that I can do on an iPad, but I'd hate to have to sit down and write a 10-page document from scratch. Just because you're right, it's it's a pain. You can't switch back and forth from other programs. Um, you've only got one document on screen at once. Uh, just slows me down a lot. I mean, I have a 27-inch display and a Retina uh, MacBook Pro. And so I have like uh, 4,000 pixels of screen real estate across. I'm used to having lots of room to put stuff. And I, I even, every once in a while, I fire up, you ever use Air Display? Come again? Out, it's called Air Display. When I run out of room on my two screens, I sometimes hook up my iPad and let it be the third screen for my Mac. Ah. I, I use it a lot when I'm on the road. If I'm in a hotel room and I'm like working in Photoshop and the screen gets crowded, I'll uh, hook up the iPad with this Air Display app and use the iPad as an external display where I put all the palettes and stuff. It's really cool. That's a good use for an iPad when you're on the road. Much better than trying to use it as your main computer and, and uh, word processor and things. And you see, part of the problem is here when you do add, say, the accessory keyboard. And there's some really good ones. They're kind of, sort of, almost like a real keyboard, but maybe a little too thin and you don't have the touch. And then you start putting it together and you get this clumsy thing and you think, well, 
for a pound more, I can get myself a MacBook Air. And that and way, I have a real more. notebook, and I have all the amenities. Why should I make a pseudo notebook, which is also the argument against the Microsoft Surface 3 Pro? We have no well, arguments against Bob Dr. Maclevitis, except to say that we have more of him for another segment of the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Steve Spillum for Midas Resources. In 1971, President Nixon took the United States off the gold standard and put us into a fiat currency. This allowed Congress and the Federal Reserve to create trillions of dollars out of thin air. The national debt has risen to incredible heights, and your hard-earned dollars buy a small fraction of what they once did. The average life expectancy for a fiat currency is 27 years. The dollar is failing and on borrowed time. When currencies fall, people turn to gold and silver because gold and silver have been real money for more than 5,000 years. It is our mission at Midas Resources resources to help you preserve your capital. Don't let your personal savings shrink to nothing. For important free information on how you can protect your personal wealth, contact me, Steve Spillum, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Call today while we are still accepting dollars for gold and silver. 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. Make a change in your financial security today. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 308. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. 
legal. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Bob, Dr. McLevitis is here. We'll have Jeff Gamut from Mac Observer a little bit later talking about possible to use the iPad for production and whether this iPad Pro will be the magic bullet. But it won't be a convertible notebook. If it's going to be an iPad, it will be an iPad. Right. But like all iPads, you just add a Bluetooth keyboard and, you know, you've got a Surface Pro. If that's what you want. Yeah, if that's what you want. Well, when I'm when I travel, I have a couple of Bluetooth keyboards. I always throw one in the bag if I'm going to take an iPad with me because you never know. And if I have to type even more than one email, I want to do it on a real keyboard with keys. And now the the Bluetooth keyboards aren't the same as a good desktop keyboard with uh, Alps keycaps. You know, bouncy, good travel keyboard and I can't type nearly as fast on the Bluetooth keyboard as on the keyboard that's on my desk, but it, uh, it works, you know, in an emergency. And because my MacBook Pro sits on my desk, it's connected to a dock, so it's not that big a deal to disconnect everything and take it with me, but the iPad's a lot easier if I'm just running out the door and need to look at something. I grab the iPad. I don't bother taking my laptop with me. And that's what I find myself doing with it a lot is reviewing stuff that I've created on the computer. Like if I finish a a piece of video editing, I'll uh, send it over to the iPhone or iPad and watch it with a critical eye uh, when I have time and I'm out and about. And then when I get back, I'll have some notes that I can implement when I go back to Final Cut to edit. So I use it a lot for reviewing documents, but not hardly for creating Speaking of reviewing, we have just a few moments left. Any real cool spiffy stuff you've reviewed lately that we'd like to hear about? Yeah, there's something called the Nova Flash for your iPhone or iPad. It's a uh, Bluetooth flash, external flash. It's uh, pretty bright. It's, it's the size of a credit card. It's very thin, rechargeable. And you just hold it in one hand while you're taking pictures with the other, or you can set it down on the, you know a table if you're shooting a product or uh, something that's not moving. You can you know prop it up and aim it so that it provides light right where you want it. It's an amazing thing. It's fifty bucks. It's called the Nova Flash, and uh, I've taken to pretty much carrying it with me wherever I go because. Like when you're out to dinner and you're about to take that picture that you're going to put on Instagram or whatever, this thing makes that picture that much better. And it lets you do stuff like fill flash. You can move it, you know, directly to the side of your subject and get this really nice all light on one side and shadow on the other effect. It gives you a lot more flexibility with your camera. And of course, 
there's so many situations where you're shooting in low light and the camera flash, it's okay. But if you try shooting a picture with the camera flash and then another one with the Nova flash, the Nova flash, it does a way better job. And because you can move it, uh, you can get a lot more range of effects. Also, you can change the temperature and color of the lights so you can make them a little uh softer and you can turn some of them off so that the intensity is lower it's it's a pretty cool thing it's got its own little camera app and um that's the coolest thing i think i've seen in a while you know what's cool in terms of the camera on an iphone or an ipad is the fact that now they've actually done this with regular tv shows like what was it modern family they shot a whole episode almost exclusively on iphones and ipads yes well, I shoot half of my show on an iPhone. I've got one video camera, but my second camera is my iPhone. Because why would I buy another camera? I'm not. It's not like I need fancy f-stops and and uh, remote control zoom lenses and stuff. This is a TV show I'm producing in my office. So I don't know. That camera's good enough for me. And I use iPads as teleprompters. There's great software called Prompter Pro. Um, lets me run a teleprompter on one. Uh, iDevice and control it from another iDevice so I can have it on my desk and use my finger to uh, control the speed the words are flying by in front of my eyes. Really uh, very convenient. And, you know, if you buy a real teleprompter like they use in TV studios, they cost, I don't know, close to a thousand or more. And just think this way with a tiny teleprompter like that, you don't have to write notes on your hand. That's true. And you always look funny when you look down on your hand when you're talking into a camera. I've learned. The idea is to look into the camera and make it appear that you're talking uh, off the cuff, that you're not reading it. It's a skill. You know, it's uh, definitely something that takes practice. And I'm not that good at it, but I'm getting better. By the way, I was looking over the review of this movie that they made with Final Cut Pro Ten, mm-hmm. And it's Focus. That's the name of the movie. Yes, the I saw that name this is morning. Focus. Will Smith is the star, the main star. And the reviews are super thumbs down. The film, alas, is not, which is what they're talking about, the film. The Racket movie is certainly not The Sting. It's more like The Stink from the New York Daily News. The film is called Focus, but maybe worth just catching it just to see how they do a film completely edited on Final Cut Pro Ten. But I don't think that has to do with why it stinks. I mean, you know, the thing is, it's the content, silly. I think what they want to see is Will Smith doing Men in Black. Will Smith playing the captain in Independence Day. There's going to be an Independence Day sequel in the next year or two. And supposedly he won't be in it, but he hasn't had any really big hit movies lately. So maybe he should reconsider and play that role again. I'm not his agent. He doesn't listen to me. No, he's a fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. Uh, but I you know his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, money. does great in this TV series Gotham, which is the Batman prequel. I mean, she just slithers across the screen, and she oozes evil. Like Cruella DeVille. When you say oozes evil, Cruella DeVille comes to mind. Easy for you to say. Well, anybody that would make a coat out of puppies. Ooh. Yeah, a nice thing to show your kids. Yeah. That's okay. Bambi, you know, Bambi witnesses his parent or parent getting assassinated, I think. Yeah, Disney was pretty violent in the old days. 
we forget that. We forget all the things that happen. People fall off cliffs. They just stand up and walk away. Well, look at the poor roadrunner. I mean, how many times has that poor bird gotten smashed by something with the word Acme on it? The answer is zero, but you know what I meant. How many companies anymore use the name Acme or AAA Moving or something like that? And then the other company across the street says AAA Moving. So we go up a listing in the Yellow Pages. Who uses Yellow Pages? Bob Levitas, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you do. Please visit me at boblevitas.tv. Uh, where my blog now resides and where you can find the episodes of the show. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, the Bob Levitas TV show. We've got a Google plus page. Uh, you know, come hang out, see a show. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you want to see in the future. I take requests. I don't necessarily honor them, but I take them. Um, just, you know, check it out. That's what I want. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Bob Levitas, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, and send my love to Jeff. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out a2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Do good people ever want to call an attorney just to find out if they're right or wrong? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what are you forced to think about first? Money. If you could call as often as you wanted and talk as long as you need without a bill, would you call? Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. I'm really glad my buddy Mark turned me on to GunsAD.com. I got to tell you, I didn't want to buy any more firearms. I didn't want a paperwork trail headed back to Big Brother. I want 100% privacy. I want to be an invisible gun owner. Hello? So Mark says, hey, you know, GunsAD.com, Ghost AR-15. Ghost means invisible. Get it? Ghost AR-15. GunsAD.com. I got a couple, if you know what I mean. Go to guns80.com or call 844-2-GUNS-80. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. 
Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. There's a man named Dr. Joel Wallach who is anything but your typical doctor, both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician. Doc asks, why does the United States spend more money on health care by far and still rank 50th in health and longevity worldwide? He believes that people should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition, take charge of their health, and attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects and more toxic prescription drugs. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government, big pharma, and big insurance manipulation of our health care system. I'm George Norrie, and I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Visit brightsideben.com and listen to Doc Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I urge you to join the Brightside Ben team. Go to brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer here for the second part of the Tech Night Owl live, and we've got a whole bunch of things to discuss. The first being spring forward. That's right. Don't forget about the daylight saving time change. No, wait, wait. Apple media event. I mixed those up. Yes, Apple was first predicted by some unconfirmed sources as having a media event on February 24th, which seemed kind of premature for me because if Apple's going to release the Apple Watch on sale in April, you'd think the event would be held in March. I still think a March 9th event is a little bit early, but this is Apple. It is Apple. And I came up with a thought on maybe why Apple would host this uh, event so early. Because we, we've been told Apple Watch is coming in April. So this does seem pretty early. But uh, he, here's what I came up with. Mobile World Congress is about to start. Apple will do their big Apple Watch, uh, here's the cool software, here's the pricing, and uh, here's the release date event ahead of Mobile World Congress. And, uh, and now Apple ensures that they are the main topic in Barcelona. So basically, they suck the air out of the event. Typical Apple practice. Totally, totally Apple MO. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so m- my guess is that we are not getting Apple Watch earlier than April, but, uh, but Apple wanted to take the wind out of, of the other companies that will be showing off new products at Mobile World Congress. 
Well, sometimes Apple has to do nothing and they suck the air out of the room, which is, of course, what happens at consumer electronic shows, where people wonder yes. what's Apple going to do? How's Apple going to answer this product? And sometimes companies bring out products in anticipation of what Apple will do. And I remember one year in 2010, it was widely rumored Apple was coming out with a tablet ahead of the iPad. So companies introduced tablets at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And most of those never appeared because the iPad sucked the air out of the room. And then there was that statement quoted by Steve Jobs in the authorized biography from Walter Isaacson, cracked the code for the best TV interface ever. And even Lenovo was introducing a TV set. Was it ever released? (laughs) A TV set on the theory that they wanted to get there before Apple did. I don't think Lenovo ever released a television. They announced one, but not necessarily for the American market. Okay, so maybe they did release one, just not here in the United States. Still, that's, that's pretty telling. All Apple has to do, or someone at Apple, they, they just have to make uh, a comment. It could even be an offhand comment. And the rest of the industry kind of flips, and, uh, and they frantically scramble to come up with a product to compete with whatever it was that, that Apple mentioned. So think of the development cost in building a new TV set, especially if you've never done it before. Now imagine that Apple hasn't released the set. Doesn't mean they won't, although I'm highly skeptical. But I, still, I would be stunned if Apple released a television. Would you be stunned if they released a car? No, not at all. Well, let's get into that in a moment. Let's get back to this particular event. We're talking here about March 9th, the Spring Forward event for Daylight Savings Time. And they're going to stream it, by the way. It's Monday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. At the Yerba Buena Center. Pardon? It'll be at the Yerba Buena Center, where, where they've done many other product launches and announcements. And very important announcements. And here they expect to introduce the information about Apple Watch. So maybe they're giving you like a three or four week warning for release of the product. And then there are rumors that maybe we'll see other things. And I'll ask you what we might see in terms of final Apple Watch features and pricing. What else might come from such an event? Well, I've heard some speculation that we may get a new Apple television. Or excuse me, Apple TV. And the Apple TV set-top box is uh, pretty overdue for an update. So I could see that coming out, and uh, and especially if there will be new features that tie into Apple Watch in some way. So that's a possibility. I think uh, I think we're going to see some new announcements that go along with Apple Watch and HealthKit. Simply because we we haven't uh, there's a lot about HealthKit that seems to be stalled right now because everyone's waiting for Apple Watch and uh, and I think that we'll also see some new HomeKit announcements because there are companies that want to tie into Apple Watch for smart home controls. I could see where those are enhanced, but back to Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Now I could see two possible changes there other than spec changes. One, maybe more storage, a larger buffer. And the other is 4K support, 4K video support, because Apple has a 5K display for editing 4K videos and movies. Therefore, there ought to be 4K support. And then maybe a more powerful 
graphics processor for games. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, it, it, it's also possible that Apple may look at Apple TV as a uh, as an extension for gaming for the iPhone and iPad, which which they do to a degree already. But uh, but I could see opening up Apple TV so that when you buy, say, uh, uh, whatever the latest game is for your iPhone, that it comes with an i or Apple TV component so that you can use Apple TV as a big screen, but in a different way from the way we use AirPlay right now as a big screen. So it, it changes the way you can play the game when you do it on your big screen. So it supports the graphics, and maybe it has metal support too. The graphics ships in Apple TV. Sure, and uh, yeah, and it would be a very easy way for Apple to really jump into the gaming console market because they wouldn't have to start from scratch. And if they do this right, if you have a third generation Apple TV, even though it may not have all the features of the new model that comes out, it could still be used as a, as a gaming console. The Apple gaming console, alias Apple TV. Will there be a spiffy new interface or is it going to be mostly the same? And that's the big question. The other is, is Apple going to introduce any special partnerships with regard to an Apple TV? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's a good set of questions. As far as interface goes, sadly, I don't expect to see any radical changes, which is unfortunate because I would really like to see uh, a revamp to Apple TV interface. It's a, it feels a little bit cumbersome now that we're getting a lot more channels. That's the big problem with all these products. The more channels you add, the more clutter there is. And yes, you can omit a channel. You do it on Apple TV. You could do it on a Roku. But that doesn't address the core problem, which is making the interface simple. Yes. And uh, I, I'm a big-time Apple TV user. I, I don't think it's any secret that, that I canceled my cable television subscription a few years ago and have been going just with Apple TV as my primary entertainment source. And uh, yeah, so I use it a lot. And man, it sure would be a lot nicer with a better interface. It just it just feels like like uh, Apple hasn't really thought through what's the most efficient way for people to navigate their content on Apple TV. It's time for that change. Well, of course, it started out as a device strictly to run iTunes content, but as soon as you start adding other content, and they had Netflix early on, as soon as you start adding all these channels, it becomes a cluttered mess. And the other question is, will Apple want to have the Apple TV serve as kind of a TiVo to manage your cable or satellite subscription? That depends on those companies making deals with Apple. I can see that as a win for them, though. They keep their customers. But we can ask about that in our next segment. We have Jeff Gamut. He's with the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database, so you get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. You pick up the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead. You finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show. It rings once, twice, and then... Hello, it's GCN. What's your name in the state you're calling from? Surprised you got through, you squeak out. Jason from Minnesota. Please hold. As you patiently wait for your turn, you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show. Jason from Minnesota, you're up. Millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you. Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with the host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com. The Freeze-Dry Guy presents Freeze-Dried Turkey, Freeze-Dried Ham, and the No-Bake Casserole Unit February Sale. Listen, if you trust the Freeze-Dry Guy, as thousands have for their emergency food supply since 1970, don't wait to hear how great this deal is, because it's unlimited supply. Call 866-404-3663 and ask for our new Turkey and Ham Unit. Normal retail price, $359.94. Sale price, $251.94. You save $108. And it's chock full of high-quality, great-tasting freeze-dried diced turkey and ham from Mountain House. The gold 
with standard and long-term storage products. Or get the freeze-dry guys no casserole unit. 153 servings per case at normal retail price of $215.94. Sale price $172.75. You save $43.19. But supplies are limited and we always pay shipping right to your door within the lower 48 states. Call 866-404-3663 and make freezedryguy.com a favorite and check for monthly specials. Don't miss the freeze-dry guys February sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Isle live. We're discussing the Spring Forward event from Apple on March 9th, a Monday will be streamed live so you get a chance to see it. And if there's an Apple TV introduced, you know, what sort of features will it have? And I said, well, maybe it will serve as a front end for the cable and satellite companies who support it. And you are a cord cutter. Maybe these companies will feel the need to work with Apple if they retain customers. It wouldn't surprise me at some point, if it's not coming at this March event, but at some point, if... If uh, cable and satellite providers decide that they need to work with Apple for their own customer retention, so we'll we'll see. For me, it wouldn't be something that would draw me back in to a cable subscription. the The fact that I have to pay for so many channels that I don't have any interest in watching that that was enough for me to decide just to to abandon my subscription. Well, of course, we have Sling TV now from Dish Network, but all it really is is a subset of channels. And as soon as you add to those channels, you have $5 a month tiers. And suddenly, after you buy a few tiers, and I have no idea how many they're going to add, you get back to just another version of offering cable. Yep. And that's not something I'm interested in. And while I know I'm still in a minority, it's a growing minority. There are a lot of people that are not interested in that package deal anymore. That, that's what makes Roku and Apple TV and uh, Amazon Fire TV, products like that, uh, really compelling for a lot of people. Well, in my situation, if I could get maybe 12 to 20 channels, including local channels, in one package, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. But, you but the thing is, it has to be the channels you want. Yes, of course. But that gets back to the a la carte thing, and they won't do it. And it's not as if the entertainment companies want that. The entertainment companies will go back and say, well, we are giving you 12 channels as part of our bundle with the cable TV providers. And therefore, those cable TV providers have to offer those 12 channels somehow because they can't just buy one. They can't make a deal with NBC for USA Network separate from Sci-Fi Channel, separate from Clue Network, which is procedurals, crime procedurals from NBC. They can't make a separate deal. They make one deal that includes all of their cable stations. And, uh, and then they have people like me that aren't interested in that. And I think that number is growing. It's not significant enough yet for, for uh, the networks to come up with a different plan, but it's something that they need to be paying attention to. And my guess is Apple really is paying attention to that. 
All right, let's look at some other things that might happen. Notebooks, maybe a new MacBook Air, because the new Broadwell chips from Intel have come out. They're being distributed. More of the configurations are arriving. It offers lower power consumption, better graphics. So new MacBook Airs? Uh, New MacBook Airs, that would be kind of cool to see. And uh, um, if we do get a new MacBook Air, I would love to finally see a Retina display show up. Yes, there's a rumor about that. Also a possible iPad Plus or Pro But an iPad Pro, to me, would seem something designed for enterprise use or power users or content creators. Would it come this time or maybe for WWDC? I'd be surprised to see the iPad Pro rumor come to life uh, at the March event, specifically because we really haven't seen parts leaks yet. I mean, we, we have a couple photos that have shown up, but nothing in the uh, quantity that we typically have before a product announcement. So I'm thinking if we get um, the iPad Pro, that it'll probably be closer to WWDC. All right. That kind of covers what we expect, except to return to Apple Watch. Now, John Gruber, Daring Fireball, was giving estimates as high as $20,000 for Apple Watch Edition with a fancy watch band. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to you? It didn't used to, but now that I've been learning more about the watch industry and talking with, with people that really know the industry, I can see 10000 easily and, uh, and potentially higher. 20000 I don't know if, if uh, that's a number that I'm comfortable with. And since I'm saying I don't know if I'm comfortable with it, I guess that means I'm not. All right. So I'm going to go somewhere between ten dollars and $15,000 for a totally tricked out top of the line Apple Watch edition. And, uh, and I think there will be a lot of people that are going to freak out and just absolutely balk at that number. But I think most of those people are not already really into the high-end watch market. So the idea of paying, I think the base level bands are going to come in no lower than $25. And I think that's a price point that some people are going to look at and and think it's absolutely ridiculous because they can go buy a Timex digital watch for 30 bucks. Why should they spend that much on a band? Or a guest watch like I have for 75 yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of people that w- that can't imagine spending $75 on a watch. But I'm thinking that the Melanie's band that uh, Apple's going to offer, or Melanie's style band, that may very well be a $500 band right there. And that'll and, be cheap. By the way, speaking of watches, I've never had a fancy watch. I don't care about it. But my sister-in-law has this watch that her late husband owned, and it was a fake Rolex Okay. But she claims it looks so close to the real Rolex that nobody would know the difference. And she offered it to me. And I think I'll take it. What the heck? People will say, look, this guy has no money. He's running around with a Rolex. Yeah, well. No, if, if they see you running around with a fancy, fancy watch, they'll assume you have a lot of money and that you're eccentric. Oh. Well, I resemble that. You see, I'm poor, so I'm just crazy. Just plain crazy. Yeah, but you put on a fancy watch and now you're eccentric. 
Or a fancy imitation watch that might be worth $50, but it looks like a $5,000 or $10,000 watch. All seriousness aside, let's just look at this very briefly about Apple Watch. So last year, this company had estimated that 6.8 million smartwatches were sold. Apple supposedly has 5 million on hand as of the day they'll have the thing going on sale. Mm-hmm. Now, if Apple sells 5 or 10 million the first month, they've taken over the market. Yep, pretty much. And I have a feeling that's exactly what's going to happen. And so we'll, we'll have the big player, Apple. We'll have the runner-up player, Pebble. And then the rest of the market will be divided between uh, all these other companies that are, that are rolling out smartwatches. And now, we had a conversation with Bob Levitas in our previous segment. And I asked him about this. The big issue being, if I'm spending even $10,000, $5,000, or even 1000 for Apple Watch, I know next year is going to be version two. I know there will be a version eventually that will be standalone. It will have everything in it because of miniaturization of the parts. Mm -hmm. You won't need to tether it to an iPhone. So does Apple find itself forced to offer some kind of replaceable module component? I mean, they have to open it up anyway if they replace the battery. So if they open it up, maybe that's a module that can be replaced for a hundred or two and you have a brand new watch every year so if you spend 10 or 20,000 for something you know each and every year for 5 years 10 years whatever it is you get a brand new watch if you want that's something apple has never done it doesn't mean they won't but, but that they've be- also never sold jewelry before that's true so we're going into a totally new world here for apple they could do something where where there's an upgrade program uh, swap out replace components whatever it is but I don't think they necessarily have to do that. I, I think a lot of people that feel that Apple is being forced into a position where they have to give us some sort of uh, economical upgrade path for Apple Watch Edition, I totally get why they're thinking that, but I don't think Apple feels like they're in a position where they would have to do that. I, c- I could see where if, if the internal components are easily popped out and replaced then sure, Apple could offer some sort of upgrade path. But for how long? Because the watch body is not going to stay that same shape forever. It's going to get thinner. That's that's just a given. As we get better miniaturization, Apple will be able to make a thinner watch, and so they will. So Of course, what- it doesn't stop them from continuing to produce the replaceable modules as long as there is a demand for it, maybe five years, seven years, whatever. The key is future-proofing a watch that you're paying five figures for or more. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Attention listeners, SurvivalLife.com is giving away free EverStrike permanent matches for a limited time only. These matches are waterproof and will light in any weather condition, rain, snow, or sleet. It will still throw a spark. Its built-in ferro rod strikes at 3,000 degrees, and it is good for 15,000 strikes. Normally, $15. Today, it's free. Get yours at freesurvivallighter.com. Again, that's freesurvivallighter.com. Hurry, supplies are limited. Visit freesurvivallighter.com today. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Here is what one doctor has to say about Extendivite. I would like to thank you, Don, for making my job so much easier because your products just make it so simple, right? To fool around with a lot of exotic things that don't work. We can just put them on your product and things start to work almost right away. I've had dozens and dozens of patients with uh, heart problems who have corrected them. And what it's doing, there's so much garlic in there that has a yeast-killing effect. The yeast is a big problem in the gut, pushes the liver heart. It also has metal chelating effect. And most of the other herbs in there I find that strengthen the arteries. They help to neutralize free radicals. Your remedy is close to what we do in our program as you can get as far as one supplement goes. It's working on the the gut. It's working on the liver. It's working on the arteries. What more can you ask for? To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Go to MacObserver.com to find out all the great stuff he runs. So... We have Apple's media event on March 9th. We have Apple Watch. Maybe there'll be a new Apple TV, maybe some new MacBooks like MacBook Air, maybe not an iPad Pro. There you go. Let's look at some other things that are happening. And the big story this week is net neutrality. And when I read some of the pro and cons about this, I've never seen such distortions about what net neutrality is. The concept seems awfully simple. Why are they making it so weird? Well, if you have an agenda and the agenda is built on a concept like uh, a very simple concept like net neutrality, all data needs to be treated equally, you need to find a way to make that fit whatever your agenda is. And so that means that things are going to get distorted and misrepresented. And I think there's been a lot of that happening. Specifically, what distortions do you see in the way that net neutrality is described? Other than it's Obamacare for the Internet. (laughs) Yeah. And and when you think about it, on one hand, that's kind of funny. Um, um, Let's do something to make the Internet healthy. Oh, no, that's a bad thing. But some of the distortions that I've seen uh, stem around what exactly does net neutrality mean? And... I've seen people saying that, well, what this means is that once net neutrality is approved, yeah, and so the vote went down this week, and uh, and and net neutrality was approved, and 
Uh, or well, no, the FCC's reclassification of internet service providers as uh, as carriers under Title II was approved, which now gives the FCC the ability to regulate net neutrality. So one of the distortions I'm seeing related to that is that now we will lose free speech because the government controls all the data that goes through the internet. And of course, the issue here is the precept of net neutrality is that the ISPs do not control legal traffic. They can't slow it down. They can't speed it up. They have to just let it pass. So that's the reverse, saying that the government is controlling the Internet is the reverse of what it is. Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I've also seen arguments that this is a thinly veiled ploy for the government to be able to tax the internet. So not not like make people pay sales tax on everything they buy online, which, well, a lot of stuff that you buy online is already taxed anyhow. But um, no, what, what they're saying is that this would be a tax on the internet itself. And, uh, and so we would just end up having to pay extra money for the fact that the internet exists. And, and of course, anything is possible, but I think the likelihood that we're going to suddenly see new taxes just because the internet exists is pretty slim. I don't see where that's even indicated. Well, the, I the mean, ar- individual states can add a tax on broadband services. Nothing stops them from saying, okay, you're going to pay a 5% tax on your broadband bill. They can do that tomorrow. Yes. Yes, they absolutely can. So the the argument in this case, or the logic is that because the other public utility style carrier services that are already regulated by the FCC have to pay certain fees that uh, that that will be used as a ploy to attach new and I'm doing air quotes fees to internet services just to be collected as a tax. And I'm thinking if that's the the reason why net neutrality is being pushed through there were probably a lot of other ways to to make that tax happen that would be a lot easier. Well, certainly isn't the tax authority with the House of Representatives, so they could approve tomorrow a tax on the Internet if they want. Sure. But that isn't what you normally see with the FCC. So this is one of these crazy red herrings. Yes, I agree. And I'm certain there are people out there listening that uh, that will disagree completely, and I'm okay with that. But I, I really don't think this is a, a ploy to tax the Internet. I think it's a ploy to deal with a problem that 4 million people complained about when they wrote to the FCC, which is to keep your ISP from throttling Netflix and causing buffer errors and buffering messages when you want to binge on House of Cards. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, and, and that's the problem as we've seen it already, because Comcast and Verizon both strong-armed Netflix into paying extra fees or face having content throttled, which is exactly what was happening. And if we go beyond that, if internet service providers are allowed to regulate or control the content that passes through their networks, they could do things like 
like uh, when you perform a Google internet search, they could have their own search engine perform that search instead. Sounds Lock- like this Silverfish adware scheme that was oh, man. happened with Lenovo, where for a couple of months they were selling notebook PCs, where you had this adware app that yeah, insert itself yeah. with a local SSL certificate and throw ads onto your web pages other than whatever ads are there or in addition to. Yes. Yeah. Now picture that happening. But then if you went to see the content you had really expected, like a Google search, now you have to pay extra to get that to show up. And and I know that's kind of an extreme case, but that's the kind of thing that uh, that net neutrality blocks. Okay, so this is what net neutrality is. So why do we have all the fear-mongering? Well, fear-mongering is a really great tool when you have an agenda that you want to push. And instead of going for a logical approach, you go for an emotional approach. And in many cases, that actually gets you a better result because, because humans are emotional. So we have companies like Comcast and Time Warner and Verizon and AT&T that are offering internet services. And they have a very vested interest in wanting to be able to control every bit of data that goes through their networks and then charge people extra and companies extra for that as a, as a revenue generating uh, or revenue enhancing system. If they don't have control over that, they can't do that. And so... They don't want net neutrality in the sense that, that the average consumer does. They want this other thing that they also called net neutrality, where it was sort of like animal farm for data, where all data is equal, but some data is more equal than others. And then they charge companies like Netflix extra to get that data to go through. So, yeah, if that's stopped, then this new revenue stream that they've been banking on goes away. And so go for fear-mongering, and you're more likely to get more people to follow along with your idea if, uh, if you present it in a way that appeals to them. And it's, it's emotional. And of course, you'll find maybe some of the people making these complaints are in the hip pockets of the ISPs who would rather have no net neutrality because this way they could contact Netflix or Amazon Instant Video or these companies and say, okay, we'll give you unfettered access for your new 4K streams. Oh, by the way, we could use a few hundred million a year. You know? Right. And, oh, you don't have a few hundred million? Oh, man, sorry, that bandwidth, we thought it was there. It's not. Sounds like, of course, the organized crime goes to the local grocery store, the little tiny convenience store, and they say, okay, really good store. You haven't had too many robberies lately, have you? Huh? Give us another (laughs) $1,000 a week. We'll make sure you have no robberies. Of course, the ISPs who may talk about government control of the Internet or the critics don't want to think about the reasons why this all came to be. We have Jeff Gambit of the Mac Observer here. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <music> Neighbors, let Bitdefender worry about security. Just enjoy your Mac. Bitdefender antivirus for Mac. Complete protection 24-7. 
and take a selfie with your Mac, post it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and tag it Hugamac for a chance to win a MacBook Air. To learn more, go to bitdefender.com backslash hugamac, bitdefender.com backslash hugamac. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. Here is what one doctor has to say about Extendivite. I would like to thank you, Don, for making my job so much easier because your products just make it so simple, right? To fool around with a lot of exotic things that don't work. We can just put them on your product and things start to work almost right away. I've had dozens and dozens of patients with uh, heart problems who have corrected them. And what it's doing, there's so much garlic in there that has a yeast killing effect. The yeast is a big problem in the gut, pushes the liver heart. It also has metal chelating effect. And most of the other herbs in there I find that strengthen the arteries. They help to neutralize free radicals. Your remedy close to what we do in our program as you can get as far as one supplement goes. It's working on the, the gut, it's working on the liver, it's working on the arteries. What more can you ask for? To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Of course, you wonder if the ISPs go to these internet companies that are streaming and they send people with crooked noses to do the negotiations. Yeah, and the negotiations go something like, hey, that's a really nice program you have there. A lot of people really seem to be liking House of Cards. Be a shame if, if that data couldn't get down to the customers, now wouldn't it? And think about Daredevil, the new Marvel superhero show that's coming to Netflix. That's right. Marvel is really investing a lot in, uh, in internet-based programming. And we have, would you like to see it in yeah. 4K resolution? You're paying for 50 megabits on your internet service. Look at all the customers we have. We're going to introduce gigabit internet, too. Wouldn't you like to have everything appear at the full speed at which the customer pays? Oh, by the way, you know, we have a special deal here. Put your servers inside our data centers. Okay? Yeah. This way there's no interruption. Nothing between your transmission and our reception can interrupt it. But you're, that's what they're doing, by the way. Netflix claims they're not paying for a fast lane. Netflix claims they're paying people like Comcast to have their servers hosted in the data centers so there's no interruption of performance. But that's well, the same thing. Yeah, but uh, but that was a very clever way to work around the uh, the internet fast lane issue. Very clever way to do that. And Netflix wouldn't have done this if they hadn't been pressured into doing it by uh, by Comcast and AT and T or Verizon or no Comcast and Verizon. That's who it was. Sorry, that's right. That. Comcast and Verizon caused that. And we'll have to see what happens with net neutrality. Remember here, the rules don't go into effect for a number of weeks, and there could be legal actions to contend with. There could oh, be there lawsuits. Now, that may not halt the laws from going into effect, but could slow them down. It could slow them down. And the lawsuits, it's, it's a guarantee, because last November, I think it was, Verizon came right out and said, look, Chairman Wheeler, uh, Chairman Tom Wheeler of the FCC. Look, Chairman Wheeler, if you push forward with this and you get your net neutrality thing through, we are suing your pants off. And then in, I think it was January, AT&T followed up and said, yeah, you know, if this net neutrality thing comes through like, uh, like Wheeler wants, well, we're going to sue. So we already have two of the big players that have come right out and said they're going to sue. And it's a pretty safe bet that some of the other big names, if they aren't already in the process of getting their lawsuits together, they're doing the research to make sure that they're ready to go. Now, there was a story not so long ago where supposedly the CEO of AT&T threatened to halt expansion programs as a result of this pending net neutrality decision. And then when Colon said, well, maybe we're not doing that. But it's a sure thing that if they attempt to file a lawsuit, they're going to get a lot of feedback from the public 
And that feedback is not going to be terribly promising or favorable. Yes, they are. And uh, we've already seen a lot of feedback ahead of time. Uh, it was, what, over 4 million comments from the public on uh, on net neutrality and overwhelmingly in support of the FCC's plan. That's pretty telling right there. And the thing I wonder about here is why do these ISPs want to make a fuss and upset paid customers? Well, I guess in a lot of areas, the ISP is a monopoly. You don't have an alternative. Well, see, I, I wonder if, if there's been a disconnect somewhere along the way where these companies forget that we are customers and, uh, and have started to see us as data points and revenue streams. And if you if you disconnect the idea of a customer from data point revenue stream, it's a lot easier to take actions that just really don't seem like a smart move for for a business. So that's just my hypothesis. And if you look at customer service surveys, you see that ISPs do not necessarily get the love. Now, most of these ISPs also offer cable TV service, and their customer service ratings aren't very good. And I can tell you some experiences, but I'm sure most of you will echo those experiences without having to have me belabor the point. So obviously there will be lawsuits, but it's also true that we can't really assume what the courts are going to say because courts can be unpredictable. And also the... ISPs will be doing judge shopping. They'll try to file lawsuits in jurisdictions where they think the judges are apt to be more favorable to their interests, and therefore they'll get the response they expect. That's true. Of course they will. And, uh, and that's, that's just common practice. Now, the FCC, they've been expecting all of this. They even came out last fall, last winter, yeah, last fall, saying, yeah, when we get this through, we're going to get sued. That's just how it works. So knowing full well that the lawsuits would be coming, the FCC did a lot of work to make sure that they had a, they, they had a plan in place that was as bulletproof as possible. So they're ready for this fight. And with that in mind, you know that's something that they, that they took into account when they created these, these new policies. I have a feeling that this will be a really tough fight just all the way around, but, uh, but there's a much higher likelihood that the outcome will not favor the ISPs, which is different from the last time the FCC created their net neutrality policies and Verizon sued them and won. Of course, where things might change if there's a Republican president retaining the Republican Congress and FCC members are replaced with more Republicans and Democrats, then decisions can be overturned. Yeah, well, then at that point, yeah, Congress could enact laws that that change what the FCC is capable of doing. They I mean, they could neuter the the FCC and then write laws that that override net neutrality policies. So sure, anything could happen. But I I would like to think that now that this ball is rolling, it's going to continue rolling and it will roll in our favor. 
Net neutrality. Let's move on. A published report this week has Apple design chief, VP, etc., Sir Jonathan Ive, speaking with Elon Musk of Tesla about what? Supposedly, they were huddled in conversation, according to people who claimed they saw the event. This conversation lasted for 30 minutes. So what were they talking about? The mind boggles. Before your mind boggles, we'd like you to visit plus.technightout.com, P-L-U-S.technightout.com. Learn about our Tech Night Owl Plus subscription service. More coming with Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Hi, this is Larry Smith. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. When the cleaners ruined some special clothing, all they could do was show us a sign that said they weren't responsible. But when they got the letter from one of our Legal Shield attorneys, he promptly gave us a check for $1,152. Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. It's no secret that government and big business buy in bulk and get huge discounts not available to the little guy. Until now. Introducing a breakthrough crowd-buying website where people can join together, buy in bulk, and get massive discounts on millions of popular products. It's Togethersave.com. Togethersave.com. You can save 20, 30, or even 50% off tablets, smartphones, cars, appliances, textbooks, sports equipment, video games, and much more. All with free delivery. Check it out. Togethersave.com. Visit now and start group buying today at Togethersave.com. Most people know that drinking pure high alkaline pH water is the most important factor in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to make your water alkaline to help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy level. Alkalizing water helps your body rid itself of acidic waste and increases the oxygen content of your body. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, and cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776 today.
What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl live. And so Musk and I've are allegedly we're in deep conversation for a half hour talking about what pray tell well the fun notion is that they were talking about cars and specifically electric cars and more specifically each of their plans for electric cars the the reality is we have no idea what they're talking about they they could have been comparing notes on the british versus american version of house of cards uh, but uh, but the idea that they were talking about cars Sure, that's totally, totally plausible because this is something that we know Elon Musk is directly involved in and that while we don't have direct confirmation from Apple, we have all kinds of insider sources telling us that Apple is working on a car. And so, of course, Sir Jonathan Ive is directly involved in that. Now, this is a very polarized opinion. I've interviewed some people who say, no way. Bob Levitas seems to think it's maybe infotainment or dashboard-related stuff, stuff that will work with the interface of a car, but not producing everything. Well, I, I would be totally with Bob on that, except for the, for the fact that we have sources telling us, and, uh, and, well, and we can look at LinkedIn and, and see information there, too. Apple has been hiring people that are directly involved in the design of the car parts that actually make a car go the the drivetrain and and things like that so okay that's the key here they're looking at stuff other than the dashboard right yeah if if you're designing a system where you're going to team up with companies and have your in-dash uh technology there you don't need to hire people that that make transmissions and drivetrains but these are some of the people Apple has been hiring. They they have also hired away the entire uh, vehicle battery design team from, what is it, A123? I think that's the name of the company. And, and that company was working on some really advanced battery technologies. And the the entire team that was for, for this like Skunk Works vehicle thing, they're, they're now at Apple. If you're doing just a in-dash system, 
you don't need to hire the the vehicle battery designers. Well, part of it is here, if it was just battery designers, that'd be one thing. When you're talking about vehicle battery designers, you're dealing with a much larger scale of materials here. You know, a battery for an iPhone or a MacBook Pro, of course, that's a relatively small battery. But the battery for a car that weighs several hundred pounds, and maybe you want to increase the range from, what, two or 300 miles with a Tesla now under ideal conditions to four or 500 miles between charges, make the batteries lighter, make the batteries recharge faster. A lot of stuff there. Yeah, th- there's a, a lot of hires that Apple has made that, that to me make it clear that they want more than your dashboard. They, they want the entire car experience. And that's actually, while it seems to be outside of Apple's purview, I think it's a, it's a very natural progression because what, what Apple does is they look at markets that need to be disrupted and then they figure out what can they bring to that market to make it better. And so the vehicle market is ripe for disruption and here's Apple. I think this is, this is a great thing for Tesla and Apple both. Both of these companies really working on the electric car it's going to be a lot easier to get this technology to become mainstream. The difference here is when it comes to disrupting a market like digital music players, there had been no successful products. In smartphones, it was a product for the enterprise, for power users, that kind of thing. Consumers hadn't embraced them. With tablets, they'd gone nowhere, really, till Apple came along. But the car was invented by the Mercedes-Benz people what, 140 years ago or something like that? This is a business that's been around for a while, and maybe it deserves disruption. I'm sure it does, but yeah. it's really a different scale here. Yes, but look at what we had in the smartphone market before Apple jumped into that. It was established, and it had been established for a while, and you had a very stable uh, set of players in that market, and they really had firm control over everything. None of them thought that Apple could come in and disrupt that market. And uh, they dismissed Apple and in many cases said that it was foolish for Apple to even try. And what we're seeing now is the exact same thing in the car market. They're saying it's foolish for Apple to even try. Yes. And uh, the last time Apple was told that, well, we, we've seen how that worked out because the iPhone is is incredibly popular. Even years after it was introduced, still an amazingly popular phone. So, yeah, I can see Apple getting into the car market and I can see them coming up with something that's really interesting and disrupts the status quo and shakes things up enough so that uh, that electric cars can really take off. And they're not just uh, one of those things where, okay, so I live in Boulder and I see electric cars roaming around all the time. But I also know that it's because I'm in a special market where that's what so much of the driving public is demanding. But you get into other cities and electric cars are really hard to find. I think that's going to change once Apple is openly in this market they'll be able to start selling cars. Tesla will start selling more cars and and we'll see a much higher interest in the electric car market. And 
then we'll see things like, like, uh, well, the Chevy Volt is a good car. We're going to see more of that happen. And okay, so the disruption here is about the auto business in general when it comes to electric cars. Mm-hmm. We've got to change that. We've got to have cars that are affordable. We've got to have cars with reasonable battery life. We have to have recharging systems that are fast, that are plentiful. So wherever you live, you're not going to have to drive too far to go to one. Because the key here is with an electric car, if you don't live within five or 10 minutes of a charging station or you can't easily charge it at home or wherever you are, it's not a viable purchase for you unless the thing has a gasoline engine as a backup. That makes the Tesla as good as it is and remains the number one top-rated car at Consumer Reports. It's still impractical for many people in many areas. If Apple could make a big dent in that, they make progress. But the thing is affordability. Now, the cheapest Tesla currently is $69,900. Supposedly, Mm -hmm. by 2017, and this has been delayed, there will be a model that will sell for thirty or $40,000 within the average range of a new vehicle purchase, which I think is $31,500. That's the average transaction price. So suddenly, where maybe 10,000 or 20,000 people can afford it, now it's millions. So Apple has to get into that sweet spot of pricing. That's number one. Number two, they've got to do something about the awful buying experience of a new car. I went through this with a used car when my sister-in-law was trading down, mm-hmm. getting a cheaper vehicle, and therefore giving the dealer two hits. One, they sell the old car to a new owner, and two, they sell her another used car. Even though mm-hmm. she selected the car she wanted in 15 minutes, had pre-approval, and I went into more detail of this with our discussion with Bob Levitas, pre-approval with the bank, all ready to go. And that's the bank she dealt with. They didn't even try to bid against that. Pre-approval from the bank, I helped her out. We were there for over two and a half hours. Which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's not what a car buying experience should be. It's not ridiculous to tell you to go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com to learn about our premium subscription package where we offer a high quality audio copy of the show with 41 minutes of network commercials zapped, gone. Plus.technightowl.com. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer for one more segment on the Tech Night How Live. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, They're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE, 
when you check out. Attention listeners, SurvivalLife.com is giving away free EverStrike permanent matches for a limited time only. These matches are waterproof and will light in any weather condition, rain, snow, or sleet. It will still throw a spark. Its built-in ferro rod strikes at 3,000 degrees, and it is good for 15,000 strikes. Normally, $15. Today, it's free. Get yours at freesurvivalmatch.com. That's freesurvivalmatch.com. Hurry, supplies are limited. Visit freesurvivalmatch.com today. It's no secret that government and big business buy in bulk and get huge discounts not available to the little guy. Until now. Introducing a breakthrough crowd-buying website where people can join together, buy in bulk, and get massive discounts on millions of popular products. It's Togethersave.com. Togethersave.com. You can save 20, 30, or even 50% off tablets, smartphones, cars, appliances, textbooks, sports equipment, video games, and much more. All with free delivery. Check it out. Togethersave.com. Visit now and start group buying today at Togethersave.com. There's a man named Dr. Joel Wallach who is anything but your typical doctor, both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician. Doc asks, why does the United States spend more money on health care by far and still rank 50th in health and longevity worldwide? He believes that people should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition, take charge of their health, and attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects and more toxic prescription drugs. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government, big pharma, and big insurance manipulation of our health care system. I'm George Norrie, and I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about health care. Visit brightsideben.com and listen to Doc Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I urge you to join the Brightside Ben team. Go to brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live, and we're talking about the prospects for an Apple car, and not just maybe overhauling the way that electric cars are designed, the efficiencies, the prices, battery life, recharging, etc. But the car buying experience, which is just plain awful. In fact, to show you how old-fashioned it is, the finance person at any car dealer I've been at in the last few years, the contracts that you have printed out for your 
vehicle purchased, and now electronic documents, they physically run them on an impact printer from the 1980s. Yes. Isn't that crazy? And I asked the guy, and this guy is a modern young man, you know, really up to date with everything. I said, what's going on here? Why are you doing this? Why can't you just sit there and click a few things electronically? And it's all done. No, this is the way it's done. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. This is a market that's ripe for disruption. Yeah. Saturn tried to do that. And, and ultimately, it didn't work out for them. Well, they had it pretty good, though. You go into the dealership, and it's a fixed price. But they still had room in the finance room to play games with you and add dealer right. packs and stuff and extended warranties and all that nonsense. So you basically dealt with half the problem, which is the initial price. So maybe you shaved an hour off the visit to the car dealer. They could still cheat you in the finance office. That's where most of the profits are made, by the way. Not selling you the new car, but they get a piece of the action if they finance it for you. They sell you gap insurance and extended warranties and various packs on the car itself, like the undercoating, which you don't need, and the special finish and all that nonsense. They make loads of profits, sometimes a lot more than the sale of the car. And if they get rid of that and say, look, let's play fair here. You buy the car, you get a reasonable number of simple options. When you finance it, that's it. Everything's spelled out to you in advance. Check it online. Make the purchase online. I mean, you still want to have somebody show you the car, deliver it for you, instruct you. That's fine. But why can't the rest of the stuff just be done online? I agree. And I would love to be able to have an easy car buying experience where uh, where you just fill out the form online. You know exactly what you want. It's like buying an iPhone or a MacBook Pro. You know what you want. You click the buttons for the options you want. You know exactly what it's going to cost. And it tells you exactly when it will be delivered. That That would be great. But we don't have that yet. And this is exactly why... When I buy cars, I gave up on buying new cars years ago because I just got so upset every time I had to deal with the ridiculous system. So now I buy my cars used and I pay cash for them. It's wonderful that I find the car I want, I get it checked out and figure out the price with with whoever's selling it and uh, hand them money and I drive away with my car. I'm glad you have enough money to buy the car. Of course, but you can also do I don't get a spend car. much money on cars, though. Okay. So you, so you buy the $3,000 car, not the $30,000 car. Right. Yeah. My, the last car that I bought, I, I'm a Volvo fan. So my last Volvo cost me $3,500, and I bought it from my mechanic who had worked on my previous Volvo. It was his car. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care what it costs. I'll, I'll buy your car. It's great. $3,500, and I was done. The money you save, you put in the bank for the next car. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do about selling the old car? Do you trade it in? Do you sell it on eBay or something? I, I sell it like on Craigslist. And, right, same difference. Yeah, and just do something easy for someone else. and uh, Or, well, like my last car, it ended up getting totaled, which really sucked. So the insurance company took care of that one for me. Otherwise, it would have gone on Craigslist. So you made that easy, and then you went to the store and said, here's four grand. I'll have a car. Of course, I guess if you have the credit line, you can always go to your bank. But the bank, of course, if they're going to finance a car, they want all the information. So it still gets up to a financing deal. But if you had enough of a credit line where they could loan you twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 signature loan or on your house or something, you could still go into the car dealer and say, okay, that car is 24005 Let me call my bank. I'll have them send you a cashier's check. 
and that's it. Yeah, Whatever it is, great. anything to avoid the finance department at the car dealership, which is the nightmare. Now, Apple could overhaul this. I still think, though, the fun of going to a dealership and test driving a car and that kind of thing is fun. You know, it's not fun to haggle over the price, but to be able to see the dealer, to have them show you vehicles, show you the options, and then the pre-delivery experience, making sure it's in good shape, and then showing you how to operate things. Now, with Apple, of course, we have to assume they're going to make the car just work. The interfaces of most cars, they're perfectly awful. Even if they offer CarPlay, that's just the infotainment system. Right. But if you have, for example, a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW, and you have their nav systems or their fancy audio systems, they've got junk in there where they have to give you an 8-inch manual to figure out. Right, which tells me that the wrong people are creating these interfaces. Right, because if they developed an interface that was properly designed, you would need a cheat sheet with one page. If that right, it, yeah. And how thick is the manual that shipped with your iPhone? It's it, it was like a, a trifold flyer. Well, that's true with the last Macs I bought. See, there you go. Wouldn't it be great if it could be the same for our cars? See, well, let's Margaret see. The one on my right Kia is about an inch and a half thick. That's not so bad. Well, it's it's better. But I think it could be even better still. There are some inscrutable aspects to it. I mean, I've seen a lot worse. I've driven cars from a lot of manufacturers, either my own or rented cars or cars owned by friends and family. So I know what the other things are like. I know, for example, I had a relative who had a Mercedes-Benz of some years old, and that thing came with the six or eight inch manual. Nothing about it was intuitive. Even storing radio stations, where in the old days you just push a button and hold it in position at stores a station that went through multiple menus. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Again, this is a market that needs to be disrupted. And I'm of course, Apple has to build the whole thing here. It's not just the car. They have to build a whole new way of offering dealerships. Will they be Apple stores or will they franchise those dealerships to other people, to third parties who meet their standards? You know, that's a big question mark. Tesla has run into problems in states where the auto dealer lobby has control in the state legislatures or local municipalities, and they won't let you have a company store. Has to be an independent dealer. So like in Austin, Texas, I think Bob Levitas was telling me this uh, just about an hour or so ago. There they can show you the car. You can sit in the car, but you can't buy it. You got to go online to buy it because of these screwy laws. So that's something Apple has to address. Will they have their own dealers or will they franchise independent dealers? And probably to get the most market penetration, they should do both. But we'll see. So 2020, you think that's when it's going to happen? Yeah, that, yeah, that's five years from now. I think that uh, it's very likely by 2020, we will have, if, if we don't actually have cars coming off assembly lines, we will have the official announcement that they're coming. Well, I hope I'm around. Well, uh, I hope so, too. I'm a little older than you, my friends, so I just hope my mind is there to to enjoy it and I have the money to buy it. That would be great. Jeff Gamut, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. Oh, sure. Uh, you can find me over at MacObserver.com, where I, I'm writing every weekday along with a bunch of other really fantastic uh, people from the Apple community. And you can find me on a bunch of podcasts, including the new one that, that I started for Mac Observer called TMO Daily Observations. And that's uh, every Monday through Friday. And uh, on Twitter, I'm Jay Gamut. 
And then Fresh Brew Tales. It's the the freshbrewtales.com where I write about the crazy things that I see people do at coffee shops. And you can find us on Twitter. We're known as Tech Night Owl. We are Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com to learn more about Tech Night Owl Plus. We give you high-quality audio, free of ads for a modest monthly fee, plus.technightowl.com. We also have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this weekend on the Paracast, we're going to be talking to someone who saw a UFO in 1980 in Rendlesham Forest, UK. He says that he suffered radiation poisoning, and after some legal action, the VA has agreed to treat him for his heart condition and other problems. Paracast.com, that's Paracast.com. Jeff Gamut, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me on. It's always a blast. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.